Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Diagwitch, Bonjour, Nihao, Konnichiwa, Guten Tag, and Privyat to you all, wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. Slice 28, we have a bit of state rivalry going on as we move through Texas to meet former Sligo football star Adrian Brett and find out all about San Antonio GEA. I find out about his Sligo career, the life at San Antonio, convincing basketballers to wear O'Neill shorts, size 17 and a half shoes, playing with St. Brendan's in London, changing kits like Man United's, Morris Fitz beating Mayo, managed by Mick Bohan, playing against the legendary Westmead man Damien Healy, the international mix of the club, the Hardy Bucks, Stone Cold Steve Austin, rivalries with the other Texan clubs, the USGA and much more. But first as usual, let's find our way through the Texan city of San Antonio and see what it has to offer us. Bon Sultas. A four hour drive from Dallas to San Antonio, the city of St. Anthony. Historically the area was known as Yanaguana, freshwater area, by the residing Payaya Indians before the Spanish came along and named the place San Antonio on June the 13th, 1691, the feast day of St. Anthony himself. Since then the city has gone through a variety of various empirical and regional ownerships, from the original Spanish Empire, through the Mexican Empire and the United Mexican Empire, and then as part of the famous Republic of Texas. In 1846, they became part of the USA before the breakaway Confederate States of 1861 began. This only lasted four years and San Antonio and Texas have been part of the USA ever since. Given their proximity to each other, much of the history from the last slice on Dallas also has some linkage to San Antonio. One of those of course was the construction of the railroad which ultimately opened up San Antonio just like it did for Dallas. It was also around that period that the influx of German immigrants to the region exploded, leaving an estimated one-third of the city being German descent at some point. Even today, Texas German is still a local language in the city. In modern times, the city has become a growing area for call centres and manufacturing sectors. The city also hosts many well-known companies and a few of the Fortune 500 names, the likes of iHeartMedia, Microsoft, Boeing and Wells Fargo. Of course, the opportunity to visit the Alamo and the famous Riverwalk is enough to attract more than 20 million visitors a year. A random one of interest is perhaps the Fairmont Hotel. In 1985, the hotel entered the Guinness Book of Records after being the heaviest building ever moved intact when it went three blocks out to the Alamo over the space of four days at a cost of around $600,000 at the time, a little over $1.6 million today. As you may have heard in the last slice, Ali mentioned Texas and food, so since we're heading out of Texas after this, it would be rude not to mention the state's famous cuisine list. The famous Texas barbecue is well known worldwide. 
This comes from a cowboy tradition of using colonial style pits to cook the tough ranch meat, with beef brisket being the most common. Then you also have the famous mix known as Tex-Mex, often consisting of the likes of tacos and breakfast tacos, fajitas, enchiladas and chili. Chili is the actual state dish of Texas. Other Tex-Mex aspects include tostados, guacamole, chili con queso, chimichangas, burritos and my own favourite, nachos. If you haven't heard about the other options, check out the last day's slice with Ali and Eddie, as I'm now starving writing this. By the way, the famous Dr. Pepper was invented in Texas, while the frozen margarita machine was also invented in Dallas. Some famous names from the city include the likes of Robert Rodriguez, director of some episodes of The Mandalorian, Michelle Rodriguez of Fast and the Furious, Henry Thomas, better known as Elliot from E.T., singer Christopher Cross and John Allen Nelson of Baywatch and 24, other names include iconic actress Joan Crawford, wrestler Robert Swenson, who also played Bane in the 1997 Batman film, and singer Krista Bell. On the sporting side, the city of San Antonio hosts three professional teams, one major league and two minor league. Perhaps best known are the five-time NBA Kings, the San Antonio Spurs. They've had notable names over their near 55-year history, such as Avery Johnson, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard. They also once had the notable name of Dennis Rodman on their books for a brief but effective stint. The Missions have won the Minor Baseball League 14 times, while the newly founded San Antonio FC compete in the US Championship Soccer League. San Antonio GAA began in early 2011 thanks to the likes of Joan Moody, Jason Binkley, Tyler Tully and the man you will hear soon, former Sligo footballer Adrian Brett. The club is nicknamed the San Patricios a good mix of Irishness, Mexican history and Texan spirit. Today the club has football for both men and women and a hurling side also. So it is wonderful to have these guys on as they celebrate their 10th anniversary as a club. And so to that end, let's meet Adrian from Sligo and find out all about the crack in San Antonio GEA in Texas. Adrian, how are things? Hey Jason, how are you? I'm not too bad. How's all out there? Oh, not, not, not. We're we're having some rain this week, so we're happy. We don't get <laughs> rain for months at a time out here. So, Jason, we're getting sun here today. We don't get that for months at a time, as you know well. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't complain. Yeah, how's all out in uh, San Antonio? It's good. Um, it's interesting because the whole COVID thing is nearly gone. It's, right, everyone's back. You know, very, very few people wearing masks. Um. So it's kind of nearly completely opposite to what you hear back in Ireland. So it's a, it's a hard one to figure out what, what is the best thing. But where everything's opened has been for quite some time. So, And you're a, you're a Sligo man originally? Yeah, South Sligo. Um, a small place called Club at Home is Clunacool. So it's probably okay. one of the smallest clubs back there. But Yeah, I can't say. I've probably driven past it. I can't say I know it that well, to be honest. <laughs> driven past it now unless, unless you got <laughs> past it since I was oh, fair enough, but, yeah. Uh, yeah but now it's a great tradition back there so uh, fun playing there growing up what was the career like <clears throat> what did you do is it hurling or football or uh, all football um well, I done a little bit of hurling when I was a kid we used to go to the failures but there's no hurling in Sligo back then and you know mm. as you can see now Sligo or are becoming a powerhouse in Hurland, so it's it's great to see. <laughs> powerhouse, powerhouse might be a strong word, but yeah, they're getting there. They're like us, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I like to say, you know, we've won a couple of All-Irelands in the last few years, and, you know, just yeah. leave it at that. 
yeah so, that's good enough i'll take that yes we yeah, uh yeah. christy ring i suppose is kind of uh our level these days it's the only thing i really play now i, I had a I had a bad injury when I was about 20 playing football. Right. I played on it. So it was a knee injury. So, you know, I've retired 15 times and you keep going back out playing, but I can puck around with a hurl now because you're not having to kick a ball. So, yeah, there's, there's a few of us here trying to get a bit of a team going on the hurling side. So okay. it's, it's interesting. And what brought you out to San Antonio originally? <laughs> a complex ex-wife story. So I came <laughs> here about uh, 11, 11 years ago. And then uh, four of us, myself, uh, Tyler, Jason and Joan Moody set up the club or had the idea of doing it. Um, it was interesting because, you know, there's not a lot of Irish here. Mm. Um, it's a very transient city. It's a big military city. So we've had a huge amount of turnover, which, you know, is good and bad. It's great because you get an awful lot of people have come through the club and seen the club. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side... You don't have a whole lot of you. You've got a base of a handful of players that have been here through the whole time. Um, you know, if you get military folks, they're gone in three years. Um, a lot of the Irish who lived here has kind of been here and moved on. So there's kind of a core group. So you have a lot of changeover. Um, you know, there's not a huge amount of Irish. There's probably 10, 15 have played with the club right. through the years. So it's been small, which has been great. You know, we won a national junior shield our first year at national. So it was nice. basically a lot round and we done a shield and like, I think there's three, four, maybe Irish guys out of a panel of about 23. Well, you know, huh. A couple of boys who didn't really play Gaelic football until they came here. And yeah. Up then. So, um, you know, Irish, Scottish, English, Welsh, American, Mexican. Jeez. <laughs> a guy from Honduras has played Hako for years and years with the club. Um, I know there's probably a lot more out there, but yeah, we've we've a good uh, international mix. Yeah. And how did the uh, how did the Hondurans and Mexicans how did they take to the game originally? It actually not bad. You know, okay. it's um for me when I first came here, it, it was kind of a bit of an eye opener coaching because you know, I'd have coached, you know, underage and stuff at home or mm. in London. Um, you, you know, you'd have been used to them having a kind of a base understanding the sport, but you're yeah. starting adults and you're trying to teach them something new. And, you know, we have a, a an inside joke in the club that some of the guys were uh, uncoachable. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they didn't like to hear that. But, you know, it, it is a different <laughs> concept because you've got adults who... Uh, they know best, so it's not like a kid and yeah. uh, trying to t- teach them something new <laughs> or tell them to do something isn't always the, the the easiest thing to do in the world. But yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, it's a it's a pretty social sport here. Um, you know, and, and that's what we try and do: build a club both socially and and on the field. You know, we're lucky enough. There's a Texas League down here. You've got a team. Oh, right. Austin, Dallas, and Houston, and for years, in our 12 years, well, 10 years now, um, we have a competition each year. Um, you know, over the years, the different teams have, you know, got stronger, weaker. Yeah. Over the, you know, our first few years were, you know, Austin and Dallas were probably stronger than a bigger uh, number of Irish, but we're all competitive. We're now, you know, you've probably a bigger divide where, you know, some of the the, the teams have probably gone up into, you know, junior A and 
intermediate at right. national level. So it's there's good there's good footballers and good hurlers down here. Um, the women's women's teams are pretty strong as well. So you know when we have these uh, Texas League events, you got a lot of sport played in one day. You know you've yeah. had four teams. You know men's women's. Uh, to be a bit of hurling now and again so it's it's good our biggest problem is the heat so per- perfect time is the summer yeah but here it's you know it's 40 degrees and you know it's you know back 4, 4, 4. 4.0 degrees here so <laughs> yeah you know at home if it's 25 they're talking about water breaks where here it's 40 and you know <laughs> yeah we're we're yeah. melting here if it hits 25 there's bits of us falling off here and there so is it is it Fionn, Fionn McCool? Is that isn't that the Dallas team? I think they're actually scheduled to come on. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, What's your opinion of them? I should probably ask so they can <laughs> get back at Eden. If you're getting them on, I would just take everything with a pinch of salt. Probably <laughs> everything here from. Nah, they're good guys. There's there's, there's guys there who've been there since since we've been involved, and it's a good mm. club. They're a big club. They've got they've got a big Irish uh, community up there as well. You know and. Austin's are Austin is very strong. Um, you know, Austin's one of the fastest growing cities in 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 America, and um, they probably have seen an awful lot of Irish come in. And then okay. uh, Houston again is another good setup there. You know, Houston's a big, big city as well. So you know, trying to do that when you know some folks could be probably an hour each side of you. Yeah. So that's probably where San Antonio you can get around easy enough. It's a big city. San Antonio is probably two million. Um, the greater San Antonio area, the few Mullingars. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can you can get round. So, I bit biggest yeah. problem biggest problem down here is getting playing fields. You know, when it doesn't. I was going to ask. Yeah, what's what's the story? Like, is it local kind of council job? You have to rent it out uh, or local parks? But if you don't yeah. have rent for for three months, yeah, uh, you know, it's thirty five degrees average for you know them three months. If you're playing on dirt. It's basically dirt a lot of the time, you know. So, so the back, the back pitch in Ireland, as we would call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that isn't waterlogged. It's just dirt. Yeah. <laughs> so we've we've um that's probably been the toughest thing is to get fields for for good you know good games um you know I think all the cities kind of struggle at times. You can get on astroturf. Mm. Uh, it's probably your other option at times, and we probably played on them as well. I remember yeah. being down. Uh, we're down in Houston for Texas League, and we played on an Astro pitch. And this is probably four or five years ago now. And the we had one of those heat heat radar guns, and it was like 150 degrees was the surface. So whatever that's in Celsius, it was. Well, I know, feet. I know. In 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 Death Valley, when I got out of the bus, it was 127, and I think that was that was heading mid 40s, late 40s. So what the hell is 150? That has to be like 50 odd degrees. Well, that was just a plain surface. Because yeah. So you could feel the heat burning up through your uh, football boots. So I wouldn't yeah. be bothered playing. <laughs> Given I'm here so long, correct me if I start using them. Um, no, it's great. I'll, I'll get the calculator out after I translate <laughs> it into into, into what we know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's gas. So is, is it like, do the Irish find that hard? Is it something you actually adapt to, or do you ever really adapt to it? You do adapt to it, I think, over time. But it does. It does. Um, there's a guy here. Um, he was from um, Limerick, I think, and his club had done really well in the Hurland Club. I think they got the All Ireland um, Intermediate, and you know he was training with them the next year and came back over here for the summer, and right. you know probably flying fit, great shape in Ireland. But you put him in front of 
you know, 105 degrees. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a couple of guys who played inter-county playing in Texas League for the various clubs. And you'd see it too. The, you know, the, the guys who were here a couple of weeks, you put them out in that heat and it's just draining. Absolutely. Yeah. And what, uh, have you any county players of note that you can remember or who was? Um, I know uh, Austin and, and Dallas had guys, uh, I can't think of their names now, but there's a guy off of Kerry Panel, Cavan, Donegal, um, I can't think of his name now, Clare. All those average teams, no Westmead lads, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was any Westmead. We wouldn't melt if we were out there, to be fair. So, I think that, yeah, no, not, not that I can remember. I, yeah, I don't think. Yeah. You have a fairly good makeup, so by the sounds of it. Are you competing? Because I ask a few clubs, suppose, where you've got big sports. Obviously, you guys have NFL and like the San Antonio Spurs and stuff. Are you competing against them in some ways to get Adelos in, or is it big enough that you don't have to worry about them? Um, it's trying to get the right type in. And what I mean by that is the social versus the serious. And you, okay. know, you probably recruit more people who just want to come out for fun rather than the, you know, the person who wants to train five days a week, if I was being fair. Um, you don't want you them. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it is one thing that probably was a, interesting to me when I first came here is, you know, you come out of high school unless you're playing college ball, whether that mm. be basketball, uh, American football, or baseball at a at a college level. There's not a whole lot of sports to keep playing, so it's a lot different than at home where you know even if you're not that good you play with the club at whatever level mm. either Gaelic or you know or you play some uh, soccer or you do you know hurling or there'd be always something you could do if you want we, you don't have that here you have there is some um soccer leagues um they play softball um, oh, and yeah. even baseball mm. when, when you come out of school there's not a whole lot for you to play you know rugby has a there's a couple of teams here rugby that seems to be getting bigger and bigger over mm. here um so there is an opportunity to get folks to play. It's just, as I said, it, there's always a lot of change. You know, if you're recruiting folks, you know, either men or women in their 20s, a lot of the time they're, you know, they're still figuring out where they're going to be or what they're going yeah. to do. Moving for work, marriage, kids, all that. So it's kind of, you know, that's the, the thing, the turnover. So Okay, yeah. What's yeah. the... What's the rivalry kind of like between the four of you then when you get together? Does it, is it typical Irish stays on the pitch or does it go beyond that? Um, it's kind of up, up, it's changed over the years given mm. the different levels. As I said, our first few years, we were probably competitive with them. But then, you know, most recent years, you're probably Dallas and, you know, Austin guys. And even uh, Houston might have 10 Irish guys on the team compared to. Mm one or two here so you know that that changed the competitiveness yeah <laughs> no they they have you know two inter-county guys and the regular <laughs> guys uh you know against a you know a, a team brand new to this yeah so rivalry i, I can't really uh <laughs> i think you'd probably get different feedback from the different clubs yeah it's it's always competitive um it's always a great social thing as well because you know, you do them events. We travel to, you know, Austin, Dallas, Houston. They travel mm. here. Um, you know, our biggest thing was when do you do it? Try and do it before for uh, the heat of the summer mm. or else do it afterwards. So that's probably been the hardest thing for us to kind of plan. And then you have nationals where over the years we've all probably gone to that at some stage. And, you know, that's a lot of fun as well. You have teams from all over Canada and America. Um 
you know, and seeing the different levels, um, you know, from, from yeah. us at junior level up to, you know, the senior words, you know, it's all top footballers over from Ireland for the summer. Yeah. And what's the, what were the nationals like? Because uh, I've met a couple of teams who've gone to nationals and they all have similar kind of experiences. There's an enjoyment side to it, but there's a serious element to it as well, I suppose. Yeah, it's it, it's tough at the junior level because that's where the most teams are. Yeah. And, um, you know, so you have junior A, B, C, and now they've brought in a D. And the problem is, you know, if you have mass teams, you get there, you play in a Friday morning, and if you don't win that first game, you're over for the weekend. That's it. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you'd have to play Friday, two games Saturday, and game Sunday to, to get to the final. Um, you know, and I, I think some of the Texas teams, I know um, Dallas and uh, Austin have won different levels in the past. Um, so it's it's a good weekend, but it's, you know, for us, if you're not going to be overly competitive, it's tough because it's a it's a big trip to plan. Yeah. And you, you're out Friday morning, you know, and yeah. you know, that's where the Southwest do it. Um, a, a tournament in um, Denver and then San Diego Evans. Oh, yeah. um, so we're hoping to do some of that. I know we've done, I wasn't at it, but we've got the Denver uh, games before and we're very keen to try and get a hurling and maybe football team out to the sevens in San Diego as well. You know? Yeah. So sounds like, yeah. Sounds like a crack. Um, and you know, the next thing I was going to ask, I have something I wanted to ask you as well. Um Oh yeah, the all the clubs have a, a generally like a link to an Irish pub in some ways. Even the most remotest clubs that I've come across in the world. Have you got a, a local Irish bar? Yeah, um, there's there's a guy from down here, Tim, who runs uh, Waxy Connors on the. Oh yeah, <laughs> great name. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of them across the world. Um, but interestingly enough, there's not a whole lot of Irish bars here. Um, hey. you Irish, when I say Irish, run by Irish. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, it's an interesting city because it's kind of urban sprawl. So there's okay. two million, but it's a relatively new city in terms of the, the expansion. So it's kind of all spread out. Um, there is Irish community here with the Harp and Charmark and the ICS. Um, but, you know, I think we'd love to get our own field and kind of place to call home as such and kind of build mm. off that. But, you know, we don't have the five Irish pubs that you probably yeah. have in Dallas or you have in Houston or you have in Austin as much. Okay, yes. And um, what's a good celebration like like then with, with the gang after you win? Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, when you run around 100 degrees heat, you have a good little thirst on you afterwards. <laughs> be fun. <laughs> yeah. That's about right, yeah. Do you remember your do you remember your own debut actually? Well I think of it. Uh for the club here? Yeah, as in even management or whatever it may be. Um yeah, it, it's a funny story because as I said, there's probably at that stage we probably had two Irish guys on the team. Mm. So we got the kit from O'Neill's, you know, they most of the guys didn't know what O'Neill's was and went <laughs> up to play Dallas and you know, they they just heard we were putting a team together and they didn't really know, you know, what, what that would look like. Mm. So, um, you know, they put out their B team and some of their lady, lady players were, were playing with them too. And I, I think they expected a mismatch. Yeah. And we turned up with this brand new O'Neill's kit and then I had to 
Vince, all the, the local guys to put on the short shorts. And uh, that <laughs> was, you know, it's a basketball city here. Yeah. So you're used to it's in the like, Netherlands, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, as you'd say, Catholic school here, the shorts have <laughs> below the knee. And uh, you're putting these things in, and you'd swear you're asking them to put on a pair of Speedos. And yeah. Which it was, I had a lot of fun <laughs> watching. They were like, I've never seen grown men so uncomfortable wearing yeah. But uh, we went out and had a good game where they came down and played us again a couple of months later and brought the red team. So we had made enough of an Im- <laughs> uh, impact that yeah. uh, we did to Syria. So that was our, our kind of first foray and everyone kind of got into it from there. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that sounds, sounds like a good story. I would love to, I'd love to have seen a picture of that. That would be funny. All right. Um... Uh, we do have um, um, one of the guys used to play with us. We were claimed well, um, those claims that he had the biggest pair of uh, Gaelic football feet in GEA because he, um, Jerome Quinn was over here for some of the events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was a good guy. And he was out of practice one day with us doing kind of interviewing people. Mm. And one of the guys playing for us was wearing a pair of uh, 17 and a half. Jesus Christ. And they were too small for me, reckon he had to squeeze into them. So he done a little piece. It's probably somewhere in our social media. But it was uh, our it was our claim to fame for a while. I don't know. <laughs> the biggest feat, yeah, definitely check that one out. Yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely one I'll have to yeah. you know, I could I could sleep in that. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds uh that sounds outrageous. I definitely have to check that one out. Yeah. Do you um do you get to keep uh keep track of the GA back home then with the time difference stuff, the Sunday game or any of that? Yeah, I do. Uh, GA goal has been great. Yeah. Uh, because up until that point, you know, you could the service was awful. Yeah, you know, we'd always watch games here and get together for, for, for whether it's all Ireland's or even you know if, if someone's county was involved in a in a provincial. But you know, the media players, you know, a couple of years ago was awful. You could never watch mm. anything stop start where GA go. Now you can you can watch all the games. I watched yeah. Sligo again. Yeah, I grew up playing a lot of lot of football at home, so. I still have a, a a big interest in it. Um, you know, I spent seven years in London as well. So I played with right. they're in the they're playing last year's intermediate final in the next two weeks. So good luck to them in that. Who um, was that you were with, sorry? St. Brendan's. Oh yes. Um Killian Doyle that hurls for Westmead here um is actually a St. Brendan's man now as well. Uh, he's okay. down on the yeah. down on the team sheet today, has been St. Brendan's London on the county team sheet. So I don't think we've had one of them in Westmead before, to be honest. So, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Um, is it David Healy he used to play centre back for Westmead? Damien Healy. Damien Healy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing against him. We won the um, championship in '05. Right. But, um, I'm trying to think who uh, Tara and he. Had oh yeah. Over. I think he played with Saul Taylor and come over, and we bet them in the final. So. Yeah. He did. He he moved to Salt Hill, not to Cara, but his original club is Rochester Bridge, who my brother plays with um, out the road here. So that's a good one, yeah. So you're the first time this morning, I think, I read St. Brendan's on a team shoot and I was looking at the Westmead one and I said, geez, I don't know where they are. And now that's twice in the space of about two hours that I've heard their name. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. We've, we've won a, we're coming out with a, um, I think it's a 25 or 75 year uh, anniversary. Wow. Keep an eye out for that. Oh, yeah, definitely keep an eye out. At the moment. Um, yeah, we, we won. I was there for seven years and we won the championship in 05 and played Dr. Crokes in the All Ireland quarterfinal that year. And, and, you know, the clubs won it three times. They're in the intermediate final from last year, too. So, you know, London's is kind of what I've been explaining. There's such a change hmm. in 
change of team each year. You know, we my first year over there, we we had a really good team, lost the championship final and like eight of the first 15 left for different reasons. So yeah, wow. we completely and we won it, funnily enough, the next year. Yeah, so good yeah no, it, that's great. Yeah, I'd, um, I had a yeah. mate actually who played out there. He was on the London team when they went in that run about whatever it was, eight, nine years ago in Connacht. Um, Greg Crowley, he scored one of the one of the goals for London as well. He's a an old club mate of mine back here. Well, he was actually good at football, whereas I just I was there to turn up and have the crack. That was about the height of it. So yeah, he was he was a, good, a very good midfielder. So yeah, that's a I must look into that same Brendan's a bit more actually. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about that because you know the bet's live in one of those games. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I I played a little bit with London when I went over there, so I have grow for them as well. So okay, yeah. It's a, it's a pity, I suppose, they haven't sort of expanded on it a little bit. I thought after that season, maybe the next year they might kick on and come back because they have a huge amount of teams. I've had a couple of the teams from around London and the UK on and they've huge, um, massive numbers at the club. Like, Yeah, yeah, but I, I think it's the, the the county team is the same, though. There was, you know, mm-hmm. when I was, I was only involved when I first got over there for the first probably year um, and again, a changeover and then just not enough games, you know, you're, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going over to play Leitrim in a National League game, yeah. you know, you're leaving Saturday morning early, getting into Dublin, getting on a bus down to, you know, down to Leitrim, mm. um, play a game, get back on it, back up to Dublin and fly home. And like, you're doing that every two weeks for, you know, I remember that first year I was over there, I was, I was probably back 14 times that year. And, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of flights, yeah. for you know, half an hour drive from the pitch. It's yeah, you know, that's that's what London's up against. You know, they've gone up a hell of a lot in professionalism and you know mm. the, building a team and everything. And you have a lot of local guys who, who are coming through underage and everything as well. And that's, that's what we're trying to do here is, is yeah. get a little on the underage. We we started some kids programs before COVID, so we need to kind of get them back here. And you know, that's a tough one here because. Kid sports is so competitive here. This, the facilities are great. There's every sort of sports you can play. My daughter's seven and a half, Chloe, and you know she's playing softball league now, basketball, yeah. you know, soccer, running, uh, track, uh, volleyball, you name it, they can play. Wow. It. So it's this this kid sports is big here, and yeah, you know, trying to fit in them to to do kid stuff around that is is what we. You know, we plan to do, and then the heat. You have to kind of keep them out of the heat mm. as well. So, and what's the what's the kids set up? Have you got like a, a name on it? I know one the one the few clubs so far that had one. They were the grasshoppers. I remember. Is there any name on yours? Or no, we have we haven't got to that stage yet. <laughs> we we done um, before COVID. We're probably we done three or four here last year, just kind of clinics, and we had mm. done a few the year before. And uh, USGA have been very good in terms of helping out to build that and. You know, um, uh, the other teams in Texas are trying to do the same. I know um, Austin are doing it and Dallas and Houston as well. Nice. So we're trying to build that into our Texas League thing as well because, you know, that's where you have a you have a opportunity to build something long-term is by getting the kids involved. Yeah, so. that's deadly. Yeah, I have to keep an eye out for that. And uh, I'm expecting All-American team to be dominating from San Antonio in a couple of years' time, uh, cap- captained by uh, Chloe. <laughs> bring, bring them back to the Fela, the under-14 Fela. Exactly, yeah. She'll have, to, she'll have to get them involved. Yeah, that's class. Um, there's one other thing I actually wanted to ask you, just um, on the fundraising side. 
they've got hugely varied things from teams who no longer have a sponsor because of COVID or never had a sponsor up to the ones who would probably buy and sell most of the counties here. Where are you in terms of fundraising? We're the same. Uh, we've had a really good board over the years and, you know, we've been kind of um, physically responsible. So, you know, we're, we're never out of cash, but it's the same. It's tough um, trying to get someone to, we're, we're getting a new kid at the moment. Um, okay. The local Irish uh, societies have been on board. Um, you know, um, Primo and Nunley have been great in sponsoring us down to the years with Harp and Shamrock and ICS. Um, but trying to get that main sponsor, you know, we've gone through a few over time and yeah. you know, they might be in for one year. And, you know, it, it is tough, and especially when you don't have, you know, if you had four Irish bars in town, you know, you, you've uh, a little bit of competition and they're probably trying to get it. And it's, it's, you know, COVID, although the economy is pretty strong here, even through COVID, mm. it's still it's still hard to, to get that, you know, we're a, a non-profit, so it's tax deductible if you wanted to sponsor us. So okay. with that going, so, um, but it is, we're in the, we're right in the middle of that right now. We yeah. have a meeting on Thursday <clears throat> and trying to figure that out and get someone to step up and come on board and, you know, get a, get kit, get kits for the year ahead. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty cool. I presume it's normally the last thing I, I ask other clubs, but just since we're on it, I presume people over here, I'm trying to, on the Instagram page, try to push the jerseys and stuff to see if people will, you know, be interested. I presume your year and stuff is available on O'Neill's at the moment, even when the new kit comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Much people so, to the O'Neill's page. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's that that's the thing. You can get, you know, their unique jerseys, aren't they? Because, yeah. you know, that that's the, the whole selling point. These these GA jerseys popping up all over the world and, you know, yeah. what, they what they look like and what you can you can add to them yeah everyone loves a good jersey this is i've got my south africa gales one at the moment so you yeah. can't you can't be a good uh jersey a lot of lads like love you know random jerseys turn up a train and like on a conversation <laughs> conversation starter and you're like where are you what the hell is that like i bought my brother one of the q8 jerseys from the girl i was chatting to the other day like it's yeah. just that's the kind of stuff that you want you want to find the the random ones as well so yeah. uh right so push people yeah. to the o'neill's website so yeah, and we're um we're in discussions right now with Body Bro, and um, I think they're okay. to come in as our new uh, sponsors. So kind of looking forward to that, and it's kind of been interesting. I'm at Ireland 15 years, you know. Mm. You know, you had O'Neill's, Connolly, and Azori came along after that. That's right, yeah. And now there's you know 20 any amount, yeah. So that that's been you know I grew up. We want to. Uh, the club at home, Clinical, won an intermediate in 97. I think I was 17 at the time. We won it, and it was like the first time that our club had won something. Yeah. Consider a senior. And, um, you know, you got to pull a shirt to get to a county final, where now, you know, every every level has tracksuits. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, you had the jersey for the game, <clears throat> and, you know, if you got to a final, you got a polo shirt, and that was... Yeah. That was a different time. You know? Yeah, I, I didn't even have that year. I didn't. I don't think I ever got to a final in anything, and I, I would have stayed just to get the, the nice polo shirts and stuff. But sadly not. No. Well, that it's... I I played from seventeen. I left Ireland at twenty four. Okay. We probably had two two kits in that time, you know. And, and yeah. With the uh, with San Antonio, we've gone <laughs> through one, 
two, three, four, <laughs> and then we had two public kids, five, six. So we've about wow. six kids in ten years. So it's, we're 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 more like Man United, where we're bringing out a third alternative third kit for the season. So if it's if it's as good as Man United's jerseys, then you're on to a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You definitely you definitely can't beat a good a good United jersey. I have to ask actually as well. There's a couple other questions I want to try. Uh, um, then there's a little kind of quick fiery round at the end. There's San Antonio based questions. It's not a not a history test or anything, don't worry. They're, they're as stupid as you get, you'll see. Um, the toughest Irish person at the club, every club usually has a generic stereotype of lunatic on the pitch. Have you got your one? Um, I think with a hurl in his hand, it's definitely uh, Kevin McManus. <laughs> Sounds like a Monaghan name, but where is he from? He's down. Um, okay. I was going to say Bally Raggett, but he'd get mad with me because that's, the, that's the, the club next door. Okay. He's a he was he was a minor hurler with down in eighty nine. Wow. Okay. Good. You can hurl, and uh, yeah, he's fairly loose with the hurl, so that's why <laughs> I kind of would refer to him. Okay, she'll take him so as the, as the one. Yes. Um, you yourself, I suppose, haven't come from a GA background. Are you on the Marty Party or the Des Cahill fan? Oh, Marty Party. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a very definite one. So. Uh, if you could bring uh, San Antonio to Ireland and take on a county, who do you think you'd have the most chances against? Um, Mayo. Nice. Yeah, I like because all we well, you know, as a Sligo man, my plan would be to just tell them it's a final, and there's a good chance we're going to win no matter what team they put out. Nice, I like that. Yeah, well, I'll take that. Yeah, have you introduced um, Father Ted to the Texan? community yeah yeah yes Ed, good man <laughs> educate, educate them on all things irish um my wife is she's uh, bianca's from here um but mexican heritage but my daughter is full-on irish everything Camrocks, nice. um sligo <laughs> in ireland so uh, we kind of have a, a a laugh about that she's trying to bring her uh hispanic culture <laughs> in as well but she's as irish as you can get now <laughs> on her little sligo jerseys on Okay, I couldn't imagine Father Ted in Hispanic somehow, but uh, it'd be, it'd be an interesting concept. Yeah, have you a favorite Father Ted episode? I always ask since I'm a, I'm a lunatic. Um, probably the one where the theme park comes. Oh, it's the first ever, first ever episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong. I only watched that last night randomly enough for no reason whatsoever, only that it would just happen to be on. So, um, and then I put you on the spot maybe for the last one before the quick fire ones. You can take your time. There's no panic. But who is the in your lifetime who's been the greatest GA player? Um, could be Neil Ewing. Could be Eamon O'Hara. Could be who knows who it could be. <laughs> I think growing up, um, I was lucky enough because I, I played underage with Sligo, so I kind of got to see a lot of guys. And then I worked with AIB Bank, and there was a lot of good footballers there as well. So mm. probably going growing up, um, Morris Fitz. Just, just quality off the two feet. I was 17 in Crow Park, you know, yeah. um, when he bet me on his own. Um, yeah. So not only did I see one of the best players I've ever seen live, but I also see, got to see him beat me all. So that was... <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I like that one because the, the 20th anniversary is today of the, well, the 20th year of Semple Stadium, that famous game against Dublin. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that later on. Yeah. Um, you know that that was he was probably the one that kind of stood out the most. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to come across Seamus Moynihan 
in the interbank and just just quality quality footballer. Um, there's there's a lot out there that I've either seen or or been on a field with, and mm. just just quality. You know, you you go back now, they've got the support between diets, physios, everything. Um, them boys were you know just having to do a lot of it themselves back then. Mm. I played for six months with Thomas Davis in Dublin before I moved to London. Oh, pretty so, good, yeah. I had yeah. a Thomas Davis man on the podcast, Zach Moradi, Elytra man. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 That was after my time. Um, yeah. But Paul Kern was still playing at that stage, and Paul was just another guy who was just absolute quality, mm. you know, both on and off the field. So Mick Bowen was, was manager at the time. And oh, okay. You can see how – I can see now how – you know, successful he's been because he was the same. You know, I, I'd, I'd come off two bad injuries uh, when I was 20. I busted my knee and my shoulder. Then when I was 23, so I hadn't played any sport and much football. And I went in mm. there, you know, it was as professional as an inter-county squad was at that time. You know, he was kind of nearly, not before his time, but probably, you know, stepping up that commitment and expectation. So there yeah. was a good experience out there and uh in California, as we would say. <laughs> oh, that's gosh. I only mentioned California funnily the other day because I had the guys from uh, Jersey Shore, GA on. Yeah. And that's one of their quick fire hats to throw in, you know, California versus Jersey Shore type thing is, yeah, God, I funny I hadn't mentioned that in forever and I mentioned it twice, it's in a week now. So uh, that's gas. Yeah. Um, all good answers. I like those ones. Uh, the quick fire ones is only a few. I know you've been out of Ireland a little while, so you can say half in a clue if you don't know for one or two of them because they're maybe, maybe a little bit different. But uh, first one I'll go with uh, San Antonio Spurs or Spurs, the soccer team. Oh, San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, good choice. No one likes Spurs uh, anyway. Uh, AT&T or Crow Park? Uh, AT&T. Or, I mean, Crow Park. Are, are you talking about Jerry World? Uh, it's an AT. Is AT and T AT and T the stadium? Is that not? Am I? I'm in the wrong. Well, place. no, no. You've got yeah. It's the Spurs Stadium here. But yeah. I was worried you were referring to AT and T in Dallas, which is the Cowboys. And oh, you okay. Know, you know, Cowboys are not. I'm not a fan, so I just want to clarify <laughs> that first. So not Pro Park. Pro Park. Pro Park is, you know. Yeah. The Mecca has to say yeah. No, it's just I'm fairly new to the the lads are mad into NFL and that kind of thing. I'm. I picked the Broncos because it was the first stadium that I ever went to in America. And I know shit all about the game, to be honest, but uh, the lads are huge Seahawks fans and Packers fans. And I'm just there. Why is that a foul? I don't understand what's going on. So yeah, I'm yeah, still learning, I'm, still learning the game. I'm a Texans fan for my, okay. It's tough going, but it, it's actually funny. You mentioned the football, the American football. That was probably one of the biggest struggles to get the Americans to play football was they're used to going on and playing one play. Mm. Oh, yeah. A linebacker or a corner, you had one play and then you get a break again to figure it out. Yeah. You get these guys who've done that all through their, you know, growing up and you tell them to go out and run around for 30 minutes and figure (laughs) it out. And they're like, but can we not have some plays? And I'm like, yeah figure it out <laughs> it's and that that was that was a little bit of a, a culture crossover is mm. you know they, they kind of nearly wanted instructions because that's how they played their sport and you're kind of going out there mark that guy and try and get on the ball for yeah. half an hour. 
I didn't think of that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's the, the Mick O'Dwyer playbook, maybe, as opposed to the NFL playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Yeah, I'm figure not, it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Okay, I haven't thought of that. I must ask um, the other American teams when they come on if they've had similar kind of thoughts. That's a good one, actually. Um, the next one, then, uh, is the Texan-made film, The New Town Boys, which I think was Matthew McConaughey, or I don't know if you're familiar with these guys since you've gone out of Ireland, The Hardy Books. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, The Hardy Books are... Uh, Grew up pretty close to me. So That's right. Yeah, Swinford. So um, yeah, I'm South Sligo. So we, I spent my youth in a in a nightclub up uh, just outside Swinford called Julian's. So if I was a betting man, um, them boys were probably running around around the same time. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I, you, you haven't recruited the Viper Higgins in yet to your team, though. It's funny watching it because you're kind of I watch it and it's on Netflix here randomly enough and I'm like you know I know Swimford pretty well yeah and you're kind of looking and you're going I probably recognise them guys from back in the day run around you yeah you could have a you could have a good midfield next year of Eddie Durkin and the Viper Higgins if you play your cards right yeah get that them would over be brilliant here. yeah get them over yeah I don't know if Eddie would do well in this sun though uh, no I'd say he wouldn't know he'd probably be the first to melt I'd say more than likely. Uh, the next one then is a Texan and possibly I can't remember offhand San Antonio, uh, but definitely Texan musician Steve Earl uh, and Earl or the great Dermot Early over here. Earl versus Early. <laughs> well, you're talking about Early the Raskaman, Dermot yeah. Early? Uh, yes, the original. <laughs> the original, not junior. Um, I suppose he's a comic man, so I'll have to go Dermot Early. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, I like the way you thought about it. You were like, will I, will I piss the rest common people over here or will I stick with him? Yeah, I like yeah. that. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how good the Earl guy here was as a as a midfielder, so <laughs> I'd probably go with Early. More, more of a musical great, I would say, than a good midfielder, to be honest, yeah. Um, and then the second last one is, uh, I've never heard of this because Texas is one of the states I've never been to, but Church's Chicken apparently is very famous in Texas mm-hmm. or su- Supermax. Uh, Supermax. Okay. Supermax, yeah, Supermax and a curry chip at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's kind of one of the things you do miss. You can't get yeah. curry chip here. Okay. Um, well, funny enough, actually, there's an Irish guy, uh, older gentleman who lives here in San Antonio, and he was, I think, the CFO of Church's Chicken. No way. So it's funny you brought up Church's Chicken because there is an Irish connection there. That's I definitely that, that's a new one. Uh, so, sounds like uh, after this you're going to have to make plans to come to Texas for a, a Texas league. Oh, I hundred percent. If I would, yeah, like we've been. I think myself, my wife, like she's the the one who organised the travels. We're both primary school teachers, so our our holidays are very set in stone for three years in advance. So she's a bit of a wizard at finding places to go. And uh, yeah, I think like in America alone, I think I've, I've managed to go through and actually properly visit like 24, 25 states. So. Um, Texas though is not actually one I've been to and it's my my friend one of my good friends his wife has been out there before and I said it's amazing and I just I really want to see what it's like so yeah I will go out for a Texas league at some stage I can't guarantee it would be any use whatsoever I can coach pretty well but other than that no <laughs> it, it is interesting because it's uh, the fact the size of you know we're right in the middle and you know one way you're you know 10 hours to get out of it yeah we're right in the middle and you know you're you know, from top to bottom, I don't know, you've probably talked about, you know, 15, 18 hours driving. So 
That's funny you picked that number because on a holiday I was on before, there was a Texas family and they were explaining how their daughter lives their one side and their daughter lives the other side. And I was like, oh, what's what's the drive time? And they were like, that's about 19, 18, 19 hours. It's like, fuck, like you get up and down Ireland about five times in that time. So like, well, it's like, you know, you, we go up to Dallas and it's probably, you know, with traffic, it's probably five hour drive. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's you going, can, that's going to go to Cork here. Like, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, you know, going to go to Cork because of traffic. Where, yeah. It's, you, know, you know you're halfway across europe if you're trying to get out of texas and it's that's the you know that's where we, we struggle at times to get the texas league going is because yeah. of travel and getting commitments and stuff but it's been great to be able to do it but it yeah. is this has got a little bit of everything you know um a lot of fishing and stuff down on the coast you've got some decent beaches um and then you've got all the parks out in west texas and you know, I've been out in the oil patch in Odessa and Midland. Oh, nice. You know, that's another different world out there. Um, and then, you know, Dallas is a lot different to Houston, to Austin, to San Antonio. So, a little bit different, to be honest, it's cool. Sounds like short flights across Europe, to be honest, yeah. rather yeah. than, yeah. Yeah, I have to go ahead and locate Stone Cold Steve Austin as well. Obviously, been a big hit wrestling fan as a kid. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's out there somewhere. I'll find him. I think I think I think he played cornerback for Austin probably about five years ago in the Texas Okay, League. okay, we'll 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 you sure you should keep him. Like he be he wouldn't be allowed your shoulder out of the way too quickly anyway. Put that way, so if you could turn him, you're fine. But if you didn't <laughs> get by him, you're in trouble. Oh, you were bet. Uh, the last um, the last one. Then you can choose between. Uh, since I know you're a Texans fan now, so the Texans in Super Bowl or Sligo in the All Ireland. Oh, it has to be Sligo in the All Ireland. Okay, which one is more likely to happen? Uh, Sligo and the All Ireland. If if I could add to that, Sligo and the All Ireland playing me all. Oh, wow, there's a the real Connacht is coming out, you know, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sligo and Mayo and the All Ireland. Fine, look, okay, we'll we'll well, I, can't, I was gonna say we'll try and make it happen, but we can't. But you have to, you have to, um, you know, you heard it here first. You know, we didn't play last year, so you know, there's not a lot known about us coming into the championship. <laughs> Keep an eye out on that. Okay, well, by the time this goes out, Sligo will have definitely will be gone out of the championship anyway because it'll be like October. But uh, hopefully, they'll have, hopefully they'll have won the All Ireland, and I'd be able to ring you up and uh, we'll have a chat about that. Then after, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've last time Sligo played New York, I was up at that, and that's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that's class. Yeah, a friend from diehard GA fan, she goes to that um, if Galway are playing. Um, yeah, she's over. It's a great like it was packed out and. You know, I given you know it's I get home typically every two years, and you know you only get that time to catch up with family and mm. it's one couple. You know, my local friends at home, yeah, don't really have the time to catch up with everything. So it's kind of nice because you know you got to catch up with a lot of old friends. You know, some of the guys are still playing, some of the guys are still involved with Sligo, and mm. you you know um, you got to see all them that you hadn't probably seen in a long, long time. So. I don't know when the next time or how they're doing it because of the last two years or they, did they just stop it or they're staying in, in rotation. So hopefully yeah. get up the next one again as well. That's brilliant, yes. Um, Hurling All-Stars were in Austin there a couple of years ago. So Okay. That was, did, that was fun. Did you get to take them on? Or? No, we had a game. The locals, we had we picked two teams out of Texas here, played beforehand. Um, so, you know, I, to be honest... 
there's probably a bigger crowd watching us. It was, you know, I can't confirm <laughs> that for certain, but I think a lot of them headed off after us. So, you know, the old yeah. guys did a few, did a few, but it was, you know, I think we were the big draw that day. Yeah, the curtain, the curtain raiser sometimes is better than the real thing, is now to yeah. say. So, yeah, okay, we'll take that for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So if anyone wants your gear and stuff, it's on O'Neill's at the moment, and we'll uh, I'll update people on any changes to that. And then is there anyone, Adrian, you want to give a shout out to back home or anywhere around? Um. Everyone in Clunacool, GA Club. Um, nice. Again, St. Brendan's, best of luck in, I think it's the 5th, 6th of June in the Intermediate Final in London. Um, and that's it. Awesome, yeah. Well, look, uh, thanks a billion for coming on. You're very good to give up your, what was it, early morning there? It must be. Yeah, it's 8, 8.47 right now. Okay. So Fair enough. I've got a seven-year-old who gets up at six o'clock. So. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This, this is late, late morning for you. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, look, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been great chatting about San Antonio, and uh, we'll keep in touch on the WhatsApp and stuff. If yeah, no, and it's a great thing you're doing because it, it it's it's only when you move out of Ireland you realize how many teams there are and, where yeah. they, and what they're doing, and you're seeing that more than anyone right now. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I've played, I played. Back in the day with AIB Bank, we used to send a junior team over to the European um, games, yeah. Games, and they were mm. in Barcelona one year, and it was we went out to uh, Guernsey for a trip as well. As nice, and it, this yeah, teams everywhere, and that's what that was fifteen years ago. So yeah, I've uncovered clubs that I, I think, in fairness, if I've been honest, I've only kind of realised it lately when I listen back to some of the. 29 or 30 I've done already like I think I have the best vantage point in the world of any human being at the moment of the GAA because I don't think anyone in the world has as much linkage with, with that many clubs from all the continents it's kind yeah. of I've been very lucky as well so yeah and I think it'll keep growing and you're going to be busy every uh, <laughs> yeah every week every evening if you want to talk to all these folks yeah um it, it's kind of taken off as I said it's only started as an email and a couple of DMs on Instagram kind of hitting one per continent and just I then I was getting messages. Oh, we heard that you know Johnny from this club is coming on. We want to come on as well. I was like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep you updated on how Sligo are doing. Don't worry. Yeah, you won't you uh, won't be missing out. If it's going to be October, you'd be as well hold us off for the Christmas edition. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any any particular reason? Now I had I had one one of the girls who from home here was on with Warwickshire, and she she left a Christmas message already. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Adrian yeah look I'll let you go and uh, mind yourself and I'll keep in touch for sure on the WhatsApp and uh, if you need it and give us a shout anyway pleasure talking to you yeah you too mind yourself take it easy slow and good luck coming up the next day on the Loaf of Bread GA Global we cut into our next slice so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a backstory from from the actual conversation of how the right, club so. came about and I hope I'm not uh, skewering it for Oshin Doyle. Oshin Doyle and Owen Toomey, our, our chairperson and vice chairperson, were, were walking the, the seawall, I think, over in North Van, and over a coffee they decided that like we were getting way too high numbers at ISSC. Um, the, the city needed another club. And uh, I think just from then the, the idea was born and then they approached another few lads that wanted to help with, with forming the club. Um, St Finian's uh, was, was something that came about from both Oshin and Owen, um, I believe. 
don't know the full story and why it, it was chosen, but uh, just for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to say Owen's middle name is Finian. So I think oh, it's wow. a complete... I think it's a complete and utter vanity project for, for Owen Toomey, so, um, uh, and in no way is he a saint. I say a big thank you to Adrian and make my way to the next destination. I'm coming up on Monday next on the Loaf of Bread GA podcast on Slice 29. I fly from the south of the USA up to the western city of Vancouver in the beautiful Canada, one of my favourite places in the world. It is here I meet the gent himself, Patrick Quayle, former Fermanagh goalkeeper and now co-founder of the St. Finian's GA club in the city. We chat all about his time with Fermanagh and the teammates, playing with the ISSC GA before starting up Symphonians, life in Vancouver, Father Ted chats, and much more. That's next Monday morning from 9am as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the arrivals hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the loaf of bread GA pod across the globe. Slonagy.